0: I'm just an average American, but I'm an American-American, and some of the things I see in this country of ours make my blood boil. I see Negroes holding jobs that belong to me, and you! Now I ask you, if we allow this thing to go on, what's gonna become of us real
1: Americans? I've heard this kind of talk before, but I never expected to hear it in America. We must never let that happen to us or to our country. We must never let ourselves be divided by race or color or religion. Because in this country we all belong to minority groups. You have a right to be what you are and say what you think, because here we have personal freedom.
0: Here in America is not a question whether we tolerate minorities. America is minorities, and that means you and me. So let's not be suckers. We must not allow the freedom or dignity of any man to be threatened by any act or word. Let's be selfish about it. Let's forget about we and they. Let's think about us. Hey, Joe, you heard that Steve Bannon's out of there, right? Yeah. I did not see that coming. hey Don't worry. he will be alt-right. hey I am Jacques. I'm Joe. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. Yep. <laughs> Joe, today's today's episode, we're going to get right into it. Participation
1: trophies. Right. I hate them.
0: You, you we, we... You know, I keep using the term, like, jokingly that got thrown out at liberals recently. Oh, you you whining snowflakes. You're all a bunch of snowflakes. And I don't know how many people on both sides I agree with talk about the wussification of America can be broken down into participation trophies. You know, when we were growing up, you either won – Or you didn't win. Yeah, that's
1: the part I got. I got they didn't didn't win.
0: win. I mean, if ten teams won a tournament, one team won the tournament, and loser cleans up the other. Right, and and the other nine teams of kids went home and talked about what coulda, shoulda, woulda been. But now everybody who shows up, whether it's they want their parents to feel like they're getting their money's worth for the fee, or for this, or so that little you know Johnny or Cindy doesn't cry. Their their little hearts out. Everybody gets a participation trophy, which is absolutely bogus and bullshit. And I I believe it's a nonpartisan issue. I think that is part of the wussification of the United States.
1: Correct. And I think um, I, I'm going to say that the participation trophies came about for more of a repeat business on behalf of the parents because they wanted. I think organizations wanted to give parents some sort of satisfaction that their kid actually did participate in something. something. Right. So they're basically, they spent, you know, $900 on, yeah, their kids got to play uh, soccer for a season, but then they also, you know, they have proof Of purchase. (laughs) Right, right. With their participation trophy. It was always pathetic when you would see like seventh place finisher.
0: (laughs) How many trophies did they go deep into? Yeah. You know, first, second, or third place, depending if there's more than three participants or three teams, I I can see that. But, But truly, when you want to talk about the coddling, it's the participation trophies that I just think and, and I forget who it was somebody on the Pittsburgh Steelers last year it was a big deal their sons went to football camp and Ronnie Harris I think it was and he took a picture of the participation trophies that were the size of the Lombardi trophy I mean his <laughs> sons came home and they're like eight and nine, nine, nine nine ten they're younger kids but they got these big ass the size of their torso trophies and he's like yeah, in our
1: family you get a trophy if you earn one. Not you don't know, get something showing up. Remember growing up you'd look at the Olympics and you go, Ugh, you got the bronze. <laughs> like three medals are awarded to like the most elite athletes in that event. In the world. Right. right. And the third one is like shunned there was there was a great episode of archer all episodes of archer
0: were great but you know one one of the guys was a skeet shooter um and when he went home to like you know alabama and he saw his brother's like and then that time you lost the olympics bronze medal isn't losing the olympics but but either way the whole participation trophy thing I, i i we we both agree most people i talk to it's uh it's ridiculous
1: it is. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. To bring back a term.
0: So let me ask you the following question, Joe. Yes. Do I have to answer in the you form d- you, of a question? You, you do not have to answer. Uh, by the way, that's a trivia reference. That's a Jeopardy reference. Shout out to Mike, Haji,
1: and uh, Jeffy. He doesn't go by
0: Haji anymore. Uh, he,
1: that, he, thanks to the uh, new Homeland Security <laughs> 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 initiatives. Right. NSA, if you're listening, it was just a joke. It's an outdated <laughs> right. reference.
0: Um, hey, First of all, if you're listening, welcome, NSA. Well, say hi to Biff and all the guys at F&H and flat- Joe, a couple
1: of your friends. Don't flatter yourself. The NSA... They monitor thousands upon millions of phone conversations. They are not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Let's see if we can fix that. Let's make a couple overt threats. Hey, it's free
0: speech, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so, but yeah, shout out to Mike. Th- this, uh, in, in the trivia episode is great. Thank you. But so. When when I see all these statues being taken down, first of all, you know, you know, one of the you know, we, we can get into the whole political thing. These are
1: You're talking about the Southern the statues. Southern
0: statu- right. The Southern statues. Right. Well, the Confederate statues. Right. You know, and, and, and you know, this week, you know, POTUS uh, made a big deal about oh the beautiful, the historical and you know, all this stuff. Um, they lost. Yes, they did. <laughs> These trophies are very big, very expensive, very ornate, very intimidating, threatening, honoring horrible people doing horrible things. But at the end of the day, they're participation trophies. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 unbelievable, and they, and they call liberal snowflakes
0: so seriously. You 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 don't go. And I've been to Germany. Very few of any statues of Adolf Hitler around. I think there's a law. <laughs> well, you know, which, which we'll touch base on that in a bit. But yes, I mean, which army or which country built statues to the losing team? You, you, know, I, I, you know, do we do we go to Spain and see if there's any generals in the Spanish-American War erected there? But these are big participation trophies. That's what they are. And when people say, oh, you know, the big historical landmarks, most of those trophies, like the KKK was so powerful an organization in the 20s. In 1924, the KKK at the Democratic National Convention... Because people forget, up until one point, the Democrats were basically the bad scumbags. Um, The KKK at the 1924 Democratic Convention in New York at Madison Square Garden forced a vote over the course of 16 days. It went, I think it was like 106 votes because they wanted one of the KKK leaders to be on the ticket for vice president. And then in 028, they had a 50,000 person march in New York City. This is New New York City. (laughs) but uh but that's how powerful and that's when a lot of those statues went up and then a good amount of the statues went up in the early the late 50s in the early 60s as part of truly like you know keeping the color folk in their place and reminding them of where they are. That's when those statues went up during the civil rights era. It wasn't these right after the war and 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 again they're not monuments to the, you know, a lot of them aren't monuments to like the Confederate soldiers who, you know, maybe didn't know better. Maybe didn't realize that they were treason, that they were taking up arms against the United States. People say, oh well George Washington owned slaves, which he did. Awful and, and you don't excuse it by saying it's the way it was. And some people have said on his death he he freed all the slaves. Well, now that I don't need them anymore because <laughs> you can't take them with you. Um, but th- there's a difference between the guy who fought for the United States to become the United States and the people fighting to break off from the United States. Yeah. Right and so seriously, so when you think of when those statues were put up, they were put up in the 20s and again, that's when uh, African Americans started to get to vote and, and there, there was mass migrations to the north and stuff like that uh, but at the same time, they all a lot of them went up in the late 50s and the early 60s during the big separatist movement. I think people forget that like people like George Wallace you know, were huge political figures who were 100% step- separatist and those statues were there to remind people where they were like you didn't know that you were stuck in the South but at the end of the day they were the, which which you know the next point is you know um, after the 2000 election that's when Al Gore clearly beat Bush that's when the move on organization came up they, they fought it all the way to the Supreme Court now it was time to move on and move on.org has become bigger and bigger well all the people who supported Trump which by the way <laughs> mm. I saw a t-shirt today Your vote is a hate crime So yeah. I kind of like uh-huh. that uh-huh. But, but Hi Jim <laughs> But seriously You started to see You know A lot of people say You know You lost it, get over it. He's the president. Yeah, you might not like him. You might not like his policies, but you lost. It's time to get over it.
1: Uh, <laughs> Speaking of losing and getting over it.
0: I mean, so seriously, so we're having trouble getting over a rigged election uh, from nine months ago. You're having trouble getting over a war that was fought. Uh, not great. I'm a little fuzzy. 150. 150
1: yeah, 150 <laughs> years ago.
0: And... Uh, and so and and you had mentioned it earlier, like no, no, there are not statues of Adolf Hitler in Germany. Uh, which which can you imagine that like because all these not only do you have statues, all these roads. You know, in the South, like so, you go down like you know Stonewall Jackson Boulevard, and you take a right uh, on General e. Lee Drive. Right. Can you imagine if you know you're a Jewish person in Germany and you ask for directions? Oh, you go down Gerbel Lane <laughs> and you take <laughs> yeah. a right. You know, but no. But not only do they not have statues to the Nazi Germany, the swat sticker is illegal there, which is why the skinheads and the alt right in Germany have the Nazis. adopted no, not not the Nazis. No, not alt right.
1: Fuck the alt right. <laughs> Nazis. Nazis, Nazis. Uh,
0: but they've adopted the Confederate flag.
1: Yeah, that's scary.
0: So, which is great. So now we're talking. You know, do two wrongs make an alt right?
1: I uh, know. Oh! oh, that's our last podcast. You can't top that. no
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but seriously, it's it's like you got these two flags, you know, parading around, just just you know losers yeah but but we're the ones that are supposed to get over
1: maybe they're dukes of hazard fans you know maybe just just some good old boys yeah just never mean no harm Um, been in trouble with the law
0: since the day they were born (laughs) making their way (laughs) no no that's it none uh but but you know hey joe and i want to have a fun funny podcast so let's try to turn that frown upside down joe what's the upside of this
1: Oh, yeah, we get to fight Nazis. Seriously. Yeah. Think about that. All the video games that we've played, all the movies that we've loved. Yeah, Wolfenstein uh, 3D has uh, primed me and uh, gotten me ready to you know, fight Nazis, uh, um, figuratively, of course. I would never endorse violence against any human being in the United States. Except Nazi, except Nazi, but but that's
0: that. You know, I, when Joe and I were talking the other day, you know, I had thought that I had thought it And it's like I'm am kind of a World War II buff. I started a post house called Spitfire. You know, Spitfire Media. The the, the plane, the Spitfire, was a big turning point to the war. You know, all that crap. But honestly, I never thought I'd see the day. And 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 again, we've referenced it almost every show. 1980 Blues Brothers. I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs>
1: Illinois Nazis,
0: and and here it is, forty years later, almost forty years later. It's like you know, there was a uh, a free speech, a free speech, not not a Nazi rally, right? Not a Klan rally, a free speech rally. Yeah, we taped this on. We're taping this on Saturday. On, yeah, on Saturday, uh, and uh, in Boston, and in Boston, where where you know this is a week after the awfulness in Charlottesville. Yes, a woman died
1: at the hands of a, a terrorist
0: at the hands of a uh, a radical christian terrorist yep um the kkk consider themselves a christian organization
1: right and i and and i saw somebody on twitter say you know i can't believe that his parents didn't notify the government when they saw signs of him being radicalized
0: right you know they the the nine times he had been either questioned detained or arrested for domestic violence at 20 how much of a douchebag do you have to have been he's a go-getter right he's a go-getter wasting no time but but yeah no there was a lot of that. It was like, you know, how come his minister or pastor didn't come forward and let the authorities know? Where's the apology from from his church on behalf of his actions? Why aren't we holding that whole community you know, right? the honkies. The, the hockey you know, awful lot of honkies here. <laughs> awful lot of hockey.
1: I want to know when uh, Trump's going to institute the um Radicalized white guy ban in the United States (laughs) until we sort these things out.
0: Well, until we
1: figure these things out, it
0: it depends which white people it is. There is a, you know, that's come out this week. I mean, you know, Joe Joe played this clip of the NRA a couple weeks ago had a commercial going after the media and Black Lives Matter and and point blank saying, you know, they march and they rally and they all you know all this stuff. It's like it's okay to march and rally if you're a neo-Nazi. Why do we say
1: neo? Why are we watering it down? Nazi. Well, I don't know. I guess, yeah. Exactly. Right, let's just shorten it to Nazi.
0: So it came out this week. The Department of Justice has filed a subpoena. The company is called DreamHost. They're a web hosting company, and there was a website, disruptj20.com, and it was to organize protest at the January... 20th inauguration of Donald Trump Mm -hmm. 1.3 million unique users have logged to the website the Department of Justice has sent a subpoena demanding each person's name login name and all the information because there's been hundreds of people who were arrested protesting at the inauguration you know there was that woman who was arrested for laughing at Jeff Sessions confirmation hearing all she did was laugh when he was asked if like you know about his racist past and he said no he's always been a a champion of minorities and a woman in the gallery laughed dragged out arrested prosecuted and convicted so they are Actively, actively seeking out people who have tried to organize protest against Donald Trump, but yet this this nightmare happens in charlotte you know this woman charlotte killed Charlotteville, charlotte sorry yeah. Charlotteville. uh they, they uh, you know one guy is in critical condition who had a tiki torch thrown at him and you know he had brain damage and he's still you know fighting for his life 18 other people were, he, were you know hit by the same truck that the woman died and but nothing for three days absolutely nothing And then when he does come out, there were many sides, and then when he was forced, you know, it it reminded me, like I was telling Joe, you know, one of my little guys, when he was like three or four, jacked like a little car when we were going through the grocery store. I get home, and I'm like, where did you get this? Oh, and he just took it. You know, it was on the shelf next to us walking out. And when I made him go back and return it and say he was sorry, the, I'm sorry. No, say it like you mean it, type thing. Like after his, there were many sides, and he was forced, like like you know, Jeff Sessions, and I forget, I think it was Tillerson, Rex, you know, sat him down. Rex Tillerson, yeah, and, and said, you know, they had the closed door meeting, and then he comes out and he said, you know, he had to he had to denounce the KKK. He was told by the by his attorney general and his secretary of state, and he gave the same. Impassionate, you know. You know,
1: they're bad. That my four-year-old did when I made him return to the tour And then the next checked. day, when he was supposed to hold a press conference to talk about some sort of new, some new uh, jobs plan, and he was questioned by uh, somebody in the media about his reaction to Charlottesville and uh, why he hadn't condemned the alt-right directly, he challenges the reporter. And says, "You define the alt-right. Go ahead. Define the, what is an alt-right." And then. In, before she had a chance to, to utter two syllables, right? He explains. You know, what about the the violence from the people on the other side, who didn't have permits, by the way, uh, to come charging at these 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 people who were expressing their free speech with clubs? Um, they're they're not persecuted. They're not persecuted. He, he he went out of his way to point out that the Nazis
0: had a permit to be there. Yeah. They had every right to be there. These now, were legal Nazis, people. And he he went from saying both sides, which is horrible, to doubling
1: down on the awful and and saying that they were the victims. I would you know, I just thought of this just now. You know, Twitter has a check mark for verified? Yes. Can we have verified Nazis? <laughs> we need this. I you know, Hashtag verified Nazi. That's awesome. Get it going. We'll start it on our Twitter and <laughs> right. see if we can get it to Yeah, trend. exactly. Hashtag verified Nazi. Get that uh, trending, uh, you two guys. Come on. <laughs> Both Biff, of you. Biff, step
0: up to the plate here, Biff. <laughs> come step on, Richard. I know you can
1: do it. <laughs> but, but but it's
0: funny. It, no, it's not funny. But it's ironic. No, that's not even the right word. I, you know, Wait, isn't it ironic? Isn't it? Don't start. Don't start. <laughs> but seriously, the fact that he's pressured into saying Nazis are bad and then yelling at the press. I mean, when you see the pictures, it's like, these are all Younger white guys, all dressed really nice, you know, clean haircuts and all this stuff. None the
1: downtrodden. Of, none opinion. of them look
0: like like they they had a you know pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Uh, right. Type thing. Uh, yeah.
1: Like I haven't seen uh, one person holding a stick with a kerchief tied hey, right. to the end of it, They're like they just got off a boxcar.
0: Uh, and it's it's tragic that the CEO of Tiki torches has to come out and completely distance himself. Right. From Nazi. I'm
1: actually um I don't know what his political leanings are, but I'm gonna vote for him in the next election. Yeah, whatever he's <laughs> he right. should be our next president. And,
0: and, and again, it's like you you go down the list and it's not just and, and this is why this is why Black Lives Matter matters. You you just we don't have to go back in the history. I'm not going back to the marches in '64 and stuff like that. Let's just go back a couple years. Cliven Bundy puts together a militia and stands down. What 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 was the the um, uh, tobacco and firearms like? What what is that acronym? ATF. ATF.
1: Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms.
0: I mean, this is a guy who lost a local court case, went to the state court, lost in state court, and then went to the Supreme Court about not – this is a multimillionaire who didn't want to pay for the grazing fees (coughs) for his cattle on government land. Making the claim that, well, it's government land, it's public property, everybody has a right to it. Well, you know, the Native Americans tried to make that claim and it didn't work out for them. And then when, you know, they said, we're not taking your cattle, we're not arresting you, we're not going to throw you in jail for not paying these back fees, we're just going to move your cattle from government land to private land and he puts together militia no shots fired nobody rounded up no tanks rolled in like they did in Ferguson or anywhere else and it's the same thing it's like my favorite meme when the Black Lives Matter started there was two houses side by side one of them is on fire and the firefighters are dousing the house next to it that isn't on fire and the guy's like hey this house is on fire the firefighter says All houses matter, right? Yes, but this one is. All houses matter, (laughs) you know. Just and and that's why those things matter. It's like you didn't see tanks roll in or the police roll in, and that's part of the problem. It's like this was going to get out of hand. Anybody who was there, it was like just waiting to ignite.
1: Yeah, and it's great that you know you attended this anti-Nazi rally in Boston on saturday um, among thousands of other non-racist bostonites bostonians by the way it surprised the hell out of me that there <laughs> were that many non-racists in boston considering our reputation and i do live here and i'm not a racist although don't all racists say that, no, that no, I'm, no, ra- no. I'm not really non- no no i'm not a racist but
0: right okay. <laughs> when the right. sentence ends oh, with yeah. i if the sentence ends i'm not a racist yeah
1: exactly then then, then then it's legit, yeah. I And truly, I'm not a racist. Like a regular white guy, I have no butt. <laughs> I'm not a racist, but the Portuguese. Oh, right. You
0: know, that's
1: not a race. That's not a race. Right. Not, 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 a, r- not, not a real one. Not a race worth running, I say. <laughs> oh. oh hell, um, I'm Portuguese. I uh, don't You, you can word. say that.
0: I, right. I, I have a friend that's Portuguese. I can say the P word. Oh, right. I can <laughs> grandfather it in. Uh, but yeah, so, so. So yesterday, on Saturday, uh, management and I were planning on going to this rally, and we went back and forth whether we were going to bring uh, the kids with us. And we brought the oldest one, and and we would have brought the youngest one, except he's um, uh, what's the right way of saying your kids a dick without you know being too hard? He's an
1: asshole. Thank you. Talk it in.
0: So no, he would have. The, the, <laughs> the, the violence would have been him bugging the crap out of his brother for the two mile walk. But we did. We took our oldest and. When we got off at the train station, uh, the substation, you you got out, and it was just from the second we got on the train, just outside of Boston, there was a lot of other people, and it was, it wasn't a funny, ironic, being cool or thing, but how many white people I saw in Black Lives Matter T-shirts, and it was great. So we drove in, about like 10 stops in, you get off, and as soon as you got out, there were just people everywhere, and, and the signs were, love Trump's hate. You know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of comedy. It really, really was. Yeah. There was a bunch of people who had brought extra, like, boards and, and, and art supplies to make your own sign. One guy had made, like, a hundred extra signs for people, and he was like, you know, take your pick, like, anti-Trump. There was some some darker ones, don't let Auschwitz happen again, and then there were, you know, the ones that you know, our little guy had was um, you have to teach hate. You know, which is which is kind of expanding upon the tweet that Obama sent out this past week from Nelson Mandela that that it's true. You you're not born hating
1: anybody, right? Prejudice is taught and passed down.
0: And so it really, and then you look around and there's other families with younger kids on their shoulders and, and dads pushing strollers and like, you know, baby be ones. And it was a real, it was two things. It was a real bonding thing. Every kind of race, creed and color, you know, kind of just having, having fun. And then a lot of the vibe was. Are we
1: really protesting Nazis? Turns out you weren't, because by the time you got to the center where the free speech rally was supposed to be held by these uh, Nazis, uh, A... What, I think a dozen or shoot? I think under 40.
0: 100. Yeah, they said the 40 was the highest estimate I heard.
1: Right. And by the time you had gotten there, uh, they had the permit for two hours, and they only stayed a half an hour because they were basically ranting to the wind. And by the time the swarm of love came their way, they had hightailed it out of Dodge. So, uh, you know, I've heard 13, I've heard 15,000, and it, it it was
0: packed, but... I think that's more than the inauguration of the president. <laughs> well, well, there was at least more people there who wanted to be there. There was right. a, a lot of people were politically obligated to show up. You know, I I don't think that even like the Paul Ryan's wanted to Yeah, to, right. To, to be there, but there was there was you know about a half hour into into and I'd say a March, it was a crawl. It was it was brutal. It's it's a hot, muggy day yeah. in Boston, but it was still great. And then you hear a full band coming up from behind. And there might have been like and, and maybe maybe we'll post it on, on the um, the Facebook page. But I took a clip of like the crowd and this marching band that went by and they and it was fun and I told Joe when I got here the memory that will stick with me the most is going through Roxbury and you know if if you don't know the geography for the three people outside of Boston who don't know Boston that well my my california friends Roxbury is south central ish and some of the brownstones there are just beautiful it's it's you know a classic old neighborhood but you know it's it's very african american and the thrones of people and the, you know, the houses, you know, they're usually three, four stories high, just hanging out the window, just applauding and saying and having signs that say thank you. The last thing a lot of people in that neighborhood probably ever thought is seeing 15,000, you know, whites and blacks and, 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 you know, just, just honestly, just the looks of like just love. And I know how goofy and cliche it sounds. I know I'm going to get the you know, you're a snowflake texture and I know who's going to be sending them. But it was great and it was great that our little guy, you know, not heard about that later saw it and then like his mom was explaining that you know you're part of history now and this 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 joe and i talk about it you know um this podcast is, has been therapy for me you know i was giving out the number for the house and senate and saying call about health care but something like this showing him that yeah there's bad people and you can fight back a lot of ways and and it, it wasn't a big thing to do this. It was family. It was fun. But it was great. And um, the management loved the fact that, you know, we are such a bunch of tree-huggers. Yeah. We are the alt-left, because management's mom was a refugee from North Korea to South Korea, who emigrated to the U.S. She, you know, she, like our Hyundai, was made in Korea. Her dad was, you know, white dude from Boston. Uh, but my Asian wife, we dropped off our youngest with two of our best friends, who are a gay couple, so she
1: could... March with her best friend, who's Jewish, against Nazis. Right. And so Norman Lear hasn't optioned this <laughs> for and, a series
0: yet. And then I come over to my friend's house whose dad is a port- was a Portuguese immigrant. And then there's Maude. And then came Maude. Uh, but again, getting back to like Trump's standing up for the Nazis in Charlottesville, where was he standing up for the people at the Dakota Pipeline when they had dogs sicked on them, like attack dogs and maced? Yeah, no, it was gross. Where was the mace for the privileged white college kids screaming, Jews won't replace us? Where was the mace and the dogs for those guys? I don't know. And there's primarily two groups fighting the Dakota Pipeline. You had your environmentalists saying, this is really bad shit to be digging up these lands, putting these pipes here. This is wetland. This is this. This is that. Like, all the environmental catastrophes that are caused by putting this in. Then you have the Native Americans saying, yeah, my grandfather's buried out there, as is his father, as is his father. This is sacred burial land, which... Two points, or, or one point, but but two examples. Uh, We're now fighting Nazis, yeah, which means we've learned nothing from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nothing, nothing at all. No, nope. and obviously, if they're digging up burial
1: grounds, Native American, Native burial. American, we've learned nothing from Poltergeist. Right. <laughs> so maybe these uh, Nazi fucks better start watching some Steven Spielberg, <laughs> so, or is he too Jewy for you?
0: Yeah, it's, Can you just? I'm, I'm guessing, put on TBS, <laughs> within a 24, 48-hour period, you will right. see one or two of these. Start with 1941, if you want to ease your way in. Ease your way. I mean, but seriously, it, it's like, it's, and there were so many great signs. It's like, you know, so as driving home on the train, I'm reading, and it was great. So I go to the tree-hugging, you know, Media Matters. I go to the tree-hugging, Huffington Post, and kind of see what their coverage was of this. And, of course, I go to Fox, and, and you know, the left was saying wow look how many people showed up for love look how many people were ready to shout down hate and stuff like that and fox is like protests
1: have been peaceful dot 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 so far right yeah so there i mean there was an incident of violence but but it's also a saturday in boston yeah that could have been happening anyway exactly and if it bleeds it leads no matter what I mean, right or left, violence is equal equals ratings. See, the Red Sox are playing the Yankees tonight.
0: How many people are going to be spending a few hours in the Gray Bar Hotel for fighting for starting a fight?
1: Oh yeah, uh, t- twenty. 30? But that's for a good cause. That is
0: for a good cause. That's tradition. Uh, but seriously, it's like when you, when when we're sitting here thinking, it's like, holy crap, really? And again, that was that was the real vibe around the parade. Is it was like. Not in my city type thing, and and there was there was a chant that started like you know not in my city, not in my city, and this is this is Boston. This is we do have a racist past,
1: we do have a racist presence, and we not, we are not and we shall have a racist future. Wait a second,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean so so this week the owner of the Red Sox comes out and he wants to rename you know Yawkey Way, John you know. Henry, yeah, John Henry, who bought the team in two thousand two. Great guy. And people are now saying, well, you know, whatever. Lover hate the guy. He's given us three World
1: Series. Great guy.
0: Uh, Tom Yonke, who owned the team from like 33 to 76, and then his wife ran it for a decade plus, about 15 years before she passed away. The kids ran it for 10 years. Not only were they the last team to integrate, they were the last team to integrate by like 10 years. Yep. And there was a famous quote that some people have said, well, that was Tom Yonke or but there was a spring training thing at Fenway Park. Two Negro League players were, you know, had a tryout with the team, and he looks down on the field and didn't quite politely or politically correctly ask these players to be dragged off the field. Uh, and, and look, let's just say, okay, that was a time. He was behind it. Maybe he wasn't a bad person. But because he didn't integrate, how many, and I think it was seven in his in his tenure of owning the Red Sox, they lost seven game sevens. You're gonna tell me one Satchel Page, <laughs> one Mickey Mantle,
1: uh, uh, one Willie Mays, rather, wouldn't have been the difference in maybe one of those. And ba- by the way, he's not African American, but um, David Ortiz is pretty much the gold star. All-time, like, sorry, Ted Williams. You didn't win any trophies. Uh, No. We've won three championships under Mr. Ortiz.
0: Name the straight after. I mean, who's going to... This, the street's only been named that for forty years. So again, like these statues that were put up in the Jim Crow era, right. these statues that were put up, you know, during the Civil Rights. Is this know, Rommel moment. Way
1: that we're talking? Well, about? Right. <laughs> I mean, I,
0: I, I mean, but that's the thing. It's it's like we're 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 glorifying Yaki Way. And again, and depending on what radio station, because sadly, you know, one of the radio stations, sports radio stations in this town leans really right. It's almost unlistenable. Uh, and they're fighting for the right of this. Well, it's tradition it's 40 years and the and the guy wasn't a good owner he did nothing he you know i mean we were the bridesmaid and again if you're talking the integrated 10 years after Jackie Robinson came in in those 10 years the Yankees won a half a dozen World Series that you were second place for you know and back then they did not give out participation trophies we don't even have a fucking participation trophy for this he was a bad owner yeah his his racism led to you know a, a, a bad
1: yeah so is the is Yaki way our participation trophy?
0: It really is. And so. And maybe tear it down. But, but, the, <laughs> but the sad thing is, uh-huh. you know, the, the pushback on naming it. So, yes, Boston's a racist city. And, but for somebody who's lived in L.A. and somebody who's lived in the Middle East, or some, it, we're no more or less racist than anybody. But today was a great day for Boston.
1: Yeah. And I think it's about time that we make the term Boston was a racist city. You know, I mean, because it, it, I'm sick of it. We're not all white. Irish. Just a good one. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Hello? Right. Well, I mean, the best Dave Chappelle joke. Yes. Yes. Say it. Go. Man, I went up to Boston, and uh, I saw an Irish guy beating up an Italian, and I thought, man, these people are specific. So, Joe,
0: Joe, going to this rally, uh, we had to buy three T-passes. We bought three T-passes not knowing that under 11 is free, so we could have had the, the little guy go for free. So, so to fund my – to fund – Crack Habit. My crack habit, and to fund the, this, you know, civil disobedience,
1: right? Which was, you know, it was. Uh, you were a correspondent. You are, uh, you are, uh, alt left correspondent. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to do a little,
0: a little fundraising to pay for this endeavor. So do we got any sponsors that can help, uh, you know,
1: help fund? Do we? <laughs> yes. So right now we're gonna take a break. Not only do we have a sponsor. We have a defunct sponsor. Well, those are the best. Yeah, so here we go. Here's a little word from our defunct sponsor.
0: Show and tell time. Another <laughs> teddy bear? My teddy's name is Teddy Ruxpin. He talks, he tells stories. He... Four batteries not included.
1: Hi, my name is
0: Teddy Ruxpin. Can you and I be friends? Yeah. I really enjoy talking to people would like you teddy ruxpin the storytelling bear
1: comes with illustrated book and cassette from worlds of wonder
0: i feel so much better now that i know the money's rolling in
1: yeah We're literally rolling because they're coming in penny rolls so it's just like <laughs> <laughs> hey before i move on i just you know
0: for the five people at fnh i, I did promise biff oh. round up. actually no <laughs> last week i told you about the mexican Danton, the goalie, and his brother Zach, the Mexican, who couldn't find. Uh, is the that hate side speech? A by the way, it's a little bit. It's a li- it 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 borderline sanctioned. It. it is. It is sanctioned. Okay, good. It, it is sanctioned. Hey, it's locker room talk. All right. It's just locker room. Literally locker room. talk. talk. But this week we have the. Canadian, and this week's Canadian is uh, we know, we, we, we've always called him um, uh, Guitar Center Scotty our, our buddy Scotty worked at Guitar Center for like, let's see, uh, ever and uh, but he doesn't work there anymore uh, can't hold a job typical canadian and but he he i guess actually had a one timer that biff said was and i think biff was saying it was a great one timer top shelf not just because it was on him but it was an actually great one timer uh biff said he was horrible which you know completely shocked me because you know i think he would have to you know take two steps up to be horrible sorry biff uh but uh but yeah that is uh, and i guess uh nick is still a uh, big flaming bag of shit
1: but that's our FNH. That H- Nick. That Nick. So wait, is the opposite of a Canadian a canadian ain't? Oh! Uh, and, and, the, and it would be riddled with those.
0: Who, who would be a canadian Aint on that? I wouldn't want to say Patty because he's bigger and tougher than me. So uh, so we'll, we'll just keep it with the Canadian in, the, in this week. And I don't think he said anything about uh, All-Star Tommy but, or, or John. Because if you don't have anything nice
1: to say, don't talk about John. This has been a test of the FNH sucking up system. <laughs>
0: Hey, four of our eight listeners are, you know, anyways, so back back to the fun part. You know, we, we were talking about, you know, you know, POTUS and his refusal to do anything. The thing that scares me, the two things that scare me, isn't that our president is a Nazi. You know, I'm not even saying Nazi sympathizer. The scary thing is the long-term effect of this. The long, I mean, it took decades and decades to take these people like i said again as powerful as the kkk was in the 20s to put them into the shadows and and to to marginalize these people that should be marginalized but we've been saying it since uh, over a year ago when he was you know about a year and a half ago when he really started to you know rise to power uh and these people these people were coming out. The David Dukes of the world were coming out saying he's legitimizing us. People were having conventions in Washington, D.C. in broad daylight because they felt they now had a voice, a legitimate voice, not a fringe candidate, but actually a real – I mean we're not talking like the Green Party that might have 2 or 3% of the national vote. They really felt legitimized, and it's only gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. I mean how many – um, federal court judges are going to be appointed. I mean he's going to be ousted sooner or later. but then again, Mike Pence is not much better. Um, how many how many federal, judges are going to get lifetime appointments, not just Supreme Court. How many people are going to feel emboldened that you know that they can come out of the shadows? The fact that he didn't demonize Charlottesville for three days, and then two days later when he came out again, and he came out in favor of them, how many people like the David Dukes have come out and thanked him for legitimizing it, thanked him for giving them a voice? That's yeah. the long-term ramifications of this.
1: And it's creepy because well, theoretically we have 3 to s- 7 more years of this. Like if nothing happens, if the, everything goes according to his plan, you know, we have 3 to 7 more years of this and then if Mike Pence, you know, if this if this becomes a trend and if this right. becomes, you know, if they become more of these asshole f- Nazi fucks become More emboldened, and then they start showing up to elections, and then they start rigging elections. And
0: then, well, well, okay. And then they tell two
1: friends, and then then, so on, and and so on,
0: and so on. Uh, But that's that was the other point I was going to make. John Stewart and Stephen Colbert had the uh, rally to restore sanity Sanity. about like eight years ago. You know, it was during the Bush administration. Yeah, I was
1: like, it was. It wasn't. Who was it? Obama. It was was the Obama. But it
0: was yes, yeah, right. But it was six, seven years ago. Yeah. And my favorite sign, you know, at that rally was, I disagree with your point of view, but I don't think you're Hitler. Right. Because that's the thing. It's like everybody was calling George Bush Hitler for eight years. And then everybody on the other side was calling Obama Hitler. Because when you think Nazis, you think black dudes from Hawaii. Right. Half black. (laughs) Half black. Um, So it's so easy to just say, oh, well, I don't agree with these policies. These policies hurt this person, this person. You're a Nazi. It's like, no. This guy actually is a Nazi, right. and he's using the bully pulpit to proselytize this. So the scary thing is we're all focused on the fact that our president is nuts. When's the last time you've heard Betsy DeVos mentioned? Da. Do, do you think she has stopped her war on public education? How about How about the EPA? The fact that the EPA has accepted a cut in funding to about 50%. Humana, 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 humana. And that's it. You go down the list. You know, nobody's talking about. Okay, well, on one hand, Jeff Sessions is having this all-out war on pot. On the other hand, Jeff Sessions is pushing for more and more privatized prisons. And there's no quit pro quo. It's like, if Jeff Sessions is guaranteeing the privatized prisons that they're going to have full occupancy, right. I'm guessing there's no
1: kind of kickback coming when he's out of government? And I'm sure that everybody will be equally prosecuted under the new federal-wide Anti-marijuana laws, and it won't be racially motivated in any way, shape, or form, because prisons today aren't just—and no, actually, I should say, prisons today, prisons forever aren't just a form of legalized slavery for the non-white man.
0: No, no, and and don't say slavery because it's not just blacks who are in the prisons. Yeah. Don't forget, there's a lot of Latinos.
1: In exactly. There. <laughs> you know? Right. I don't want to single anybody out <laughs> except for the whites. The but, whites. There's a lot of I mean, right. There, I mean, you know, I mean. By the way, there are there are some Nazis that are in prison. Right. I've seen Oz. <laughs> Remember
0: that but, show? Ugh, it's oh, it's I horrible. I watched one episode and I still have nightmares. And I can't take enough showers with Brillo pad to yeah. get it off of me. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Who's the actor? Who's, who's Chuno's dad?
1: Oh, Who, J.K. Simmons.
0: Like Sherlock. that guy is so. Fucking great in Juno. Oh, he is so fucking great on on um on Special Victims Unit. You know, uh, uh, oh, on, on, oh, oh. on Law and Order. Oh, you're thinking He's, of
1: another guy. I'm thinking of J.K. Simmons, the Nazi guy. Yeah,
0: no, that's who you're thinking of. He oh. he was on. He, was on, Law and he Order. was on Law and Order for a long time. Oh, okay. Uh, for a long time, and then you know he. Um, he does those great farmer commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I saw one episode, and I can't even begin to describe it, because it, honestly, just talking about it, it was the worst... It just
1: clenches your sphincter. The
0: worst episode of TV ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but no, the long-term ramifications of having a Nazi as a president. And so you go down the list. Is the Mitch McConnells, uh, the Paul Rhines, is everybody who's not coming out and point blank saying, this is fucking awful, you gotta say nazis are bad can you just can we come to the middle ground and have our president say nazis are bad
1: it's funny that that has to be the middle ground like okay uh, let's just say this shouldn't there shouldn't the bar be raised to not only saying nazis are bad but we are going to prosecute against anybody who acts on behalf of the nazi party as we would any other terrorist organization and so
0: You've got to think about the long-term effects this is having. And so getting back to the, the parade today, so um, I'm driving home from the parade. I'm driving over you know, here to do the podcast, and I put it on um, the hippie tree-hugging NPR station. And they had one of the leaders who put this rally together. First of all, on the train you know, going back to get the car, I was reading, sadly, one of the organizers, some senior from Fitchburg State College, uh I went to Fitchburg State
1: College. Shout out to Fitchburg, <laughs>
0: and, and, and it's like, really, seriously, it's like I haven't heard Fitchburg State College mentioned in the national media in uh, ever, yeah, right. ever. And and when represent? we represent, and when we do, is some white fucking douchebag so he's on the station and we are the crying whiny can't get over it snowflakes and he says we didn't come there to preach hate we came there you know to have our voices heard we had a deacon who was going to talk about unity today was a loss for the first amendment because we didn't get to speak and nobody took the microphone away from him but him getting to speak doesn't mean that we have to listen and 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 that's what but 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 he was saying, you know, the moderator was saying, it's like, well, you know, people were there, you know, and, and they, you know, felt you were going to have hate speech. It's like, no, we weren't there to have speech. We wanted to talk about unity and our rights and our voices heard. And then when the lynch mob came in, and then the moderator says, Was see, there a literal record scratch at that point? Right. And the moderator had to point out, it's like, okay. F- for generations lynch mobs were a real thing that that there was more than hundreds of people documented you know, chased down and hung by lynch mobs, either African Americans or uh, what's that awful term like, uh, race traders? You know what I mean? It's like like the the three civil rights guys in '61. You know, that came down from Chicago to register people to vote. You know, that was a famous thing. You know, a couple white kids and stuff like that. Lynch mobs is a real awful term. And here, this guy threw it out. Lynch mobs. And the moderator was very nice and said, "Well, that's a horrible term to use. This is thing. This is the kind of thing that you have to understand." That people don't Associate. don't want to hear when you say that 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 people consider hate speech. Then the interview is wrapping up. The moderator thinks for his time and says, "You know, what is your plan going forward?" Well, we don't know, but our voices won't be silent. Black lives matter is a terrorist organization. We won't have in our country. Click. Drop the mic. It's like literally when when your last thing is a and again yes. Some Black Lives Matter protests have got out of hand, and maybe they got out of hand because a bunch of people really felt their voices weren't being heard because people were getting – I mean, there was a wave of like – and it was documented like from police, you know, cameras from their cars where you had hands on their head laying on the ground, shot – yeah, you know, uh, and no prosecution done about it. But maybe the protest got out of hand because you showed up with tanks and riot gear on the other side. Maybe there was a little bit, but but and there was some um, violence on both sides.
1: There was some violence on both sides. There was the people holding candles, right. and the people driving tanks. Those candles were hot. They were exactly. Right. Did they not read the warning signs on the candles? <laughs>
0: and, and and again, it's just one of those things where yes. Yes, there were two sides there. One side was draped in Nazi paraphernalia, and one side wasn't. You'd think it'd be an easy... That's a layup. That that, that should be pretty much a layup of who the good guys are, Uh, not the Nazis. Oh, man. But...
1: Bannon
0: is gone, I heard. He's uh, a king. He, so, so the scary thing about Bannon leaving, a lot of scary things about Bannon leaving, I can't believe I'm saying it. The, be careful what you wish for. He was very anti-Wall Street and very anti-war. Uh, he was one of the few voices allegedly pushing back. At the same time, he was the one who about a year ago said, yeah, he'll last about a year when he took over the campaign. And then he comes out and he says, now I get my weapons back back because Breitbart is a weapon. Nope. So you know, it's interesting to see did he choose to leave? Was he forced out? Is POTUS now going to be like, you know, is he going after POTUS? Because, um, because you look at the people that Breitbart, you know, Breitbart went after, you know, the Republicans that weren't conservative enough that Breitbart, you know, primaried and went after and all of that. So it it couldn't I don't know if it gets better or worse as far as uh you know, as far as POTUS and
1: the media goes. Well, this morning, Donald Trump—I'm sorry, this morning, Saturday morning, Donald Trump um, wished Bannon well and said that he would do great at Breitbart News and finally he'll take on the, the fake news. So he gave a ringing endorsement to Bannon. Um I don't know if that's just him, sort of covering his ass, covering like yeah, he sort of like you know. Remember who? Remember who? Had no whammy, no
0: whammy, no whammy, right, no right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, remember who your pals are, right? The president of the United States. Um, yeah, but that's the thing is, that, like, he, just because Bannon's out of the White House doesn't mean that he won't have influence on said president. Well, well, I mean, no. So here's where I don't think he
0: will have as enough, as much influence. Trump is influenced by the person who he talked to last. Who's actually right in front of him? There is absolutely no or the television show that he's watching, right? that or the Breitbart news that he's reading. That, he, that he's reading that moment that day. So maybe, maybe there's you know some so, some link there where he can still control him that way. So yeah, so that's definitely a possibility. And it's funny because like Kelly, the new chief of staff, you know the general. You know one, one of the tweets I saw that somebody said it's like here's how it went down. Kelly to Bannon, this is your last day. Bannon, no, it's not Kelly. I'll kill you. Hey, everybody, it's my last yeah. day! <laughs> you know? So it's interesting to see, you know, over the next, like, I say weeks, but in this administration, it's not even days. It's how will this unfold over the next couple hours? Yeah, exactly. So, so we, we, we will see how that is. So, let so Joe, let's wrap up the whole protest thing and, and help me in front of uh, Taking a knee.
1: Right. Bad. Uh, we, we, bad. Well, bad. Well, well, it depends. If you're trying to run out the clock. Uh, <laughs> oh, during the national anthem, if you're a black guy, yeah, bad.
0: Yeah. How, how about the women's marches? Terrible. Uh, Nazis. Um, eh, there's <laughs> some good. Let's get our facts. Not all Nazis. <laughs> let's get Not our. Not all Nazis. Let's go for So my question, Joe, to you, now that he's come out and and he's like, like <laughs> t- he he's taking off the robe. And we find under the Klan robe, he's wearing a Nazi uniform. What does it take as a Trump supporter to say, yeah, I'm not okay with this? If, this does, if, if being a Nazi doesn't do it, what does it? Uh, nothing. I, and I know how inflammatory that is. I,
1: I honestly. It, it, to, to
0: anybody out there who, who doesn't think, who thinks I'm an a-hole. You're right. You're right, <laughs> Jake's. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't uh, coke,
0: but 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 he, his defense of them clearly shows like he's more than a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah,
1: but I don't agree with everything. Did you agree with For everything? Me. Did you agree with everything Obama did?
0: He wore that tan suit that one time.
1: Right. What about the drones? The drones. Right. When, you know when he went on. He didn't foreign... close Guantanamo. But no, I think um, nothing. Nothing that t- t- Donald Trump does, um, short of maybe physically murdering a person? Himself? No, no. He oh, said man. during the election, no. I could shoot
0: somebody on fifth Avenue." He said shoot. He didn't say kill. Okay, thank you. Thank See? you. <laughs> not all bullets. <laughs> in this, this, this week's of Semantic Game, Joe gets Joe, Hey, it's not guns that kill people. It's the bullets. Right. <laughs> you know? But Joe, so seriously we but, have our president as, as a Nazi. We have these protests in Charlotte where a woman died. We had me taking my son to his first his first round ra- oh actually I'll, I'll point this out and i won't post this but maybe we'll post something i've been saying forever that i wanted to take the boys to steal the statue of liberty and see the old the new colossus poem but after he came out the other day on tuesday and and went nuts i it wasn't planned i threw the boys in the car it was a fun nine hours we drove down and we spent a couple days in dc and i took them to lincoln We went to a Smithsonian. Uh, I did take him to the White House. And they're not Trump fans because they hear me. They're just parroting back what they hear. Which, when you learn hate, you You, all right? You learn. But we got a great photo of the boys giving the finger to the White House. And there, there were cops everywhere, and they're like, Papa, are we going to get in trouble for this? It's like, no, you're not going to get in trouble.
1: You're right. You're like the eighth kid to do this today. <laughs>
0: and so, yeah, I, uh, I got a family photo of uh, the boys flipping off the White House, which I'm on the fence if I have made into a T-shirt giving to my parents. but uh, <laughs> And by fence, I mean no fucking way. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's what we had. Uh, but, Joe, there's a bigger issue facing us that we're completely overlooking. What? <sighs> Second preseason game of the Patriots oh. in about four hours. That's da, 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 right. Da, da, baby. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, I'm set the egg timer. I'm thinking uh, Brady plays a quarter. You know, I don't want him to play a half. Uh, they're playing the Houston Texans, but fuck, fuck the game. Here's what's interesting in the talk. One of the things that we've always loved about hoodie uh, is a he cheats better than anybody in the history of cheating um, including Donald Trump who cheats on all his wives. Oh! but seriously he is so far ahead of the curve on the game and one of the things that fans in the NFL hate when you have season tickets you have to buy the two preseason games in your package the week one preseason when basically you and I are out on the field when they dress 90 players <laughs> you have to pay the same amount as if if it's week 16 and winner takes all and goes to the playoff game, it's the same amount. Uh, and, and fans have always hated that. And and also, you know, the NFL and Players Association have talked about making an 18-game schedule and maybe only two preseason games, but then 18 real games, you're talking, oh, we really care about concussions and player safety. Playing two more games isn't really going to, to help that. Belichick years ago started doing joint practices with other teams, and it's kind of caught on. It's They'll do two or three weeks of training camp, and then they'll do control practices. So they're doing a scrimmage, but uh, either coach can blow a whistle at either time. The quarterbacks wear the red jerseys so they don't get croaked and stuff like that. But, but – you're going harder against real competition. It's closer to game situations to the point where the Patriots are doing three joint practices against teams they're playing in the preseason. So they practice all week and then play each other that week. So now the NFL is like, now that this has become a thing, the the, the league is turning around like, yeah, maybe we don't need four preseason games. Maybe we cut it back to three. Even Goodell is is thinking about cutting it back to, you know, two or three preseason
1: games. Well, isn't it, more, isn't it mostly about ad revenue? Like, I mean, they're not making money off of the preseason games. Like, look who's covering the preseason games, like the local media. Right, like local media. But it's still being covered. Yeah, but again, it, but they're, like, the ad dollars that they're generating, like, is it worth the money and that they're getting, A, from the ticket sales, which is, I guess, the same as regular...
0: Right, so... I mean, a lot of, well, here's the thing a lot of preseason people who have season ticket packages, they're giving away the season tickets to friends and friends of friends, and there's the Christmas and birthday presents because, I mean, the Patriots are playing the Falcons year. They don't want to give up those. They don't want to give up, like, the, you know, the bigger games like that, but they'll give those away. But at the same time, yeah, they're still playing to 70% capacity crowds. There's still the parking revenue. So there's still a lot, but. As far as like, you know, prepping for the regular season, player safety issues.
1: And you're still paying all that
0: staff, all that support staff, you're still paying at a regular rate. Right, 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 to go from point A to point B. But that's, but Belichick having these joint practices. And now it was an oddity when he did, when he started doing it a decade ago. Now more and more teams are doing it. Typical cheater. How do you think you can steal their playbooks? Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, Joe, he's one step ahead of the cheating game, dude. One step. Hey, Tom Brady's out there cheating for all the time. Bill Belichick is cheating everybody else. Joe, deal, Dealer's Choice. We do video game of the review, or I could review the latest Batman movie, which I know everybody's home saying, please say Jacques Talks More. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Uh, we'll do the video game review. What the frig? So Jacques's going to go over to my Nintendo Entertainment System wall. He's going to do the potty dance in front of it. He's doing the Wonder Woman thing where he's spinning around. It doesn't look like Linda Carter from where I'm standing. Oh, oh put, the, put the costume back away. And he pulled the game off the shelf. And now I'm going to review it to everybody's delight. I'm going to try to guess which game. Oh, Yes. I know exactly what game he pulled off, and it's my favorite game, Mega Man 2. <laughs> he <laughs> called it, nailed it. Nailed I know, it. I know this spot because I st- this is still a go-to for me when I'm feeling blue every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mega Man 2, arguably the best platforming game of all time. There's a divide among Mega Man fans, whether it's Mega Man X for the Super Nintendo, which is the better Mega Man game, or Mega Man 2. I'm of the generation that grew up in the 8-bit Mega Man series. Um, So I say Mega Man 2. I was introduced to Mega Man 2 first, before Mega Man 1. Mega Man which is a good thing, because Mega Man 2 is a fantastic game. It's a six-star game, in my opinion. You play Mega Man, who is a boy robot, who has to defeat eight other evil robot masters in eight other different um, realms. Each robot master is named uh, the likes of Bubble Man, uh, Air Man, uh, Flash Man, which, no, Jacques, he does not have a, a trench coat and he doesn't flash you uh, with his wee-wee. Jacques would have laughed at that joke had he not been l- doing <laughs> laborious research on how much this game I'm costs. I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. But no, Bang Man 2, the, the controls are tight. It's a fantastic game, and everybody loves Mega Man 2. And the music, I would play the music on a loop in my car if I had no radio. It's that good. It's
0: (laughs) fantastic. When when you say it's your go to game in the last calendar year, how many days have you thrown that in?
1: Wow. I don't know. This card, probably at least a dozen times. It's just like it's like when you watch like The Godfather or Goodfellas or some some movie that you've just seen a billion times and it just makes you feel good every time it's on. You just keep it on in the background. Like if I could just keep it on in the background, I would. Like on autoplay or something. I might just put a like a let's play on on YouTube next time instead of playing it myself. But it's so rewarding. It's one of those Nintendo hard games. Not super Nintendo hard, but it's um you have to know what you're doing, you have to know which order to defeat the bosses, because when you defeat a boss, you gain their weapon, and you can use, it's sort of a rock, paper, scissors thing, so like, if you get um, Heat Man's uh, ability, you can defeat uh, Wood Man, you know, by burning him up, uh, that sort of thing, but it's just, it's, it's fantastic, it's a great game, and then you defeat, of course, Dr. Wily, who's the evil of course, German? Doctor, oh. maybe? Oh. Uh. Start to finish, you, pu- you put
0: in the game, you get to the final boss fight. How long does it take? What are you thinking? Uh,
1: an hour. For me, it's about an hour because, you know, I'm not I'm not as good as everybody else on the internet. But So uh, you could do a Let's Play video and it'd be about an hour. Yeah, probably, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I might choke under pressure. You know, I think, I think if I edited it down, yes, I could get and, it to an hour. And, and if,
0: if your house was robbed and this was checked and you had to replace it, what do you think you're paying on eBay?
1: Uh, cart only. Hmm. I'm gonna say this is a pretty. It's not as rare as Mega Man Five, which I am. Um, this is gonna be about a twenty-five dollar game. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I'm seeing it twenty-nine like, ninety-nine. Like, like, yeah, yeah, thirty so that, But that's with shipping,
0: right? So, so you're pretty much right on. Yeah, this is- twenty-five for it, four for shipping, one dollar for love. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Mega Man Two. Buy it. Today, pick it up. You can. Uh, they're actually. By the way, side note, there is something called the Mega Man Legacy Collection for the PlayStation 4 that has the first six Mega Man games on it. I recommend picking it up if you don't already have it. And obviously, everybody's listening right, yeah. to You're the You're preaching to the choir. Exactly. <laughs> but just pick it up. And then, by the way, Mega Man Legacy 2 just came out for the PS4, which has Mega Man's 7, 8, 9, and ten. Nine and ten came out for the Wii only, but they're a throwback to the 8-bit era of Mega Man games. Just make Mega Man awesome. Yay. Thanks for pulling out Mega Man. Uh, let's, let's end on a, uh, on a, on a high note.
0: Parenting Mega tip, Man 2.
1: You, know, you want to end on Mega Man 2, no, you want to end no, on a parenting no, no. tip. Uh, parenting tip. Let's, let's have your parenting tip of the week. Teach your kids to play Mega Man 2. Okay. <laughs> no. Quality time. Uh, my parenting tip, tip of the week is encourage your child's interests as much as possible. As much as maybe you think you're, you don't like it. I mean, it's not your jam, it's not your thing. Uh, My two kids, one of them, very musically talented, as everybody knows. As everybody knows. Yes. Uh,
0: Anyone who's heard the podcast, or, you know, go back, listen to the arcade episode, there's a Galaga song uh, that's a a parody of Asia's... uh, Toto's Africa. Toto's Africa, that that Joe, but mostly his son, drove the ship on, that's...
1: Pretty epic, right? And I'm 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 trying to commission him to actually write a kind of he did, he composes eight bit music, but I am commissioning him some point. I should have done it over the summer when he didn't have school right. uh, to uh, actually come up with a. Theme for this podcast because right now we have the
0: my dad sucks, his friend's an idiot. <laughs> my dad sucks, and his friend's an idiot. Hey man, when you hot, you're hot. Of a podcast.
1: <laughs> but my uh, my other son, my younger son, he he's not into Dungeons and Dragons, but like we're encouraging him to do it with his friends because we had before this podcast taped, uh, we had a uh, five of his friends over from school and one of the friend's parents is the dungeon master and so he grew, he's a little bit older than me so he's actually probably around your age Chuck, so he's grew up in the Dungeons and Dragons era so he would have been the nerd you would have beaten with your hockey stick <laughs> no, no, you never hit anyone with a hockey stick right, that's, yeah. that's when I was about 6 or
0: 7 my mom had I was afraid if I hit anybody with a hockey stick even in juniors, you hit anybody with a stick I wasn't worried what that guy would do or his team would do I was worried about my mom coming out of the stands and kicking my ass but yeah, I would have given a wedgie
1: granted yeah, because those
0: sticks cost you fucking they- they're funny. Yeah. They're, you know, they're like fourteen, fifteen bucks there. Yeah, yeah. And, and Dungeons and Dragons. It's one of those things that you know. Yeah, thirty years ago, people would would have mocked. But how much has that come into the forefront and oh make my it God. Uh, Stranger Things? Yeah. Anybody who doesn't know what Dungeons Dungeons up, and Dragons is, down. that's that's the whole. That's what those guys were playing, and that's how they figured out what was going on. With
1: eleven, yeah, exactly. Oh, see, Mister Stranger's thing, Stranger Things. <laughs> now he <laughs> well, just Netflix pick of the week, <laughs> right? He just saw Stranger Things this week.
0: So, so my parenting tip of the week, uh, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. It's sad that in 2017, never too early to teach your kids Nancys other the bad guys. Uh, maybe, maybe bust out. You know, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, or maybe if there's a local free speech rally in your town, you can take your kid to that too, uh, and, and seriously... As much as we joke about it, like, I, I got to be more careful that my kids, you know, parrot things back and stuff like that. That's just what kids do. I, I take great pride in the fact that my, my little guy who's nine uh, knows, hey, if Nazis show up in your town, you show up
1: and tell them they're not welcome. So my parenting tip of the week. Did you kids and Nazis are douchebags. Right, and if you if you can, try to find those Bugs Bunny cartoons where they uh right they defeat Hitler. And I have those. And I gotta bust those out. They still have to... those. Are, those are great.
0: Uh, so we covered a lot this week, Joe. But the most important thing we covered: do not forget.